Hello everyone, welcome back to another week of Hearts of Iron, where I'm going to do, I'm going to switch it up this week, and we're going to see what you can do as Czechoslovakia, instead of conquer them for once, as a nice change of pace, you know. I'm Chip Ricarius, your host, as always, let's get right into the episode. The first thing to remember is that Germany is able to do demand Sudetenland pretty early on. So, it's a relatively easy focus to complete, it's not the... It's not the easiest, but it's relatively easy. You, you can get it pretty quick if you're playing as Germany. But the, in this case, you want Germany to demand Sudetenland, because then he's going to start justifying war goals on you. And most likely, you'll be on the Allies' side. The most likely course of action that the Allies are going to guarantee you, and once Germany throws war on you, they're going to declare war on Germany. So you do have the help of the Allies. You're also going to want them to give you mil. You're also going to want to give them military access because you have a relatively strong military for a minor country. But I'm going to be real; it's not all that strong, quite frankly speaking. Even if you stack most of it up at the German border, it's not going to withstand a blitzkrieg, a hard blitzkrieg. So. Your best course of action is to give the Allies military access, accept whatever expeditionary forces you can, and just do your best. Just try to do what you can at that point, because it's probably not going to be easy. But this probably isn't going to happen for a while. So at least a year, maybe six months or so, until Germany demands the lands. You, you have some time to hunker down. However... You shouldn't go fascist. I know you might want more manpower, but you shouldn't go fascist because then the allies aren't going to guarantee you. The allies aren't going to guarantee a fascist nation. Just like if Switzerland goes fascist, they, they almost always guarantee the Swiss, but they're not going to guarantee them if they go fascist, you know what I'm saying? So, don't go fascist. You're not going to want to switch ideologies just yet. I think it would be better... Well, you see, you can't puppet as a democracy. You can only change the government, right? So, I think in this case, I think a civil war would probably be best to trigger during the war. But it's also incredibly risky, so I wouldn't do it unless you know what you're doing. Um... So maybe in that case, just take all of Germany for the time being, unless the Allies stop you. Because you can't puppet as a democracy, you could go fascist later, but in the meantime you're going to stay a democracy. Eat up Germany's manpower, resources, factories, everything. Just do what you can. Uh, make the best out of a bad situation, you know what I'm saying? Um... At some point, Hungary will also try to take back southern Slovakia. So they usually don't do that until 1939, because if you start in 1939, they'll already have it. But they can go down that path in 1936 as well, if you start in 1936. So in which case, I would ready for war with Hungary. I would probably garrison southern Slovakia if I were you. Um... But inevitably, they will declare war on you, so you will have to 
probably rush Budapest and other cities at some point. Um, that's probably going to be your best option. Just do what they can. Do what you can. It, they put most the Hungarians put most of their victory points into those big cities, so I'd say you'd be, probably be fine. The next problem is probably going to be the Soviets, because they do. They can claim the Carpathian Ruthenia. Uh, it's that little uh, tail thing on the end of Czechoslovakia. If you look at a map of Slovakia today, it won't have that. That's because today it's part of Ukraine. If Soviet didn't have that, for example, they don't have a border with Hungary. So. You're going to want to deter Soviet aggression. At that point, I would probably go communist. Uh, just to keep the Soviets on your side and deter their aggression so they don't try to take Carpathian Ruthenia from you. But then that's going to make the Allies really mad at you because they helped you and now you're communists. So, you're gonna end if you were in the Allies, if they invited you to the faction, they're probably going to kick you out as soon as you go communist. So at that point, start working on relations with the Soviet Union. Because the Soviet Union won't do very well with any non-communist nation. Uh, uh, <sighs> um, what's the next thing to handle? Uh, probably the Polish question, I'd say, at that point, right? Because they're caught in the middle... They thought you were... I would definitely try to keep Poland on your side. Because think about it. They're caught in the middle. They thought Czechoslovakia was their weak little ally to the south, right? But they just took over Germany, for Christ's sake. So... Oh, speaking of Poland and Christ. Uh, just today, Poland announced that Jesus Christ is their absolute one and only monarch. So I'm gonna future. I'm gonna use that to future proof this episode. So that's just a little quick hit, quick factor there. I think that's pretty cool. Uh, I can't believe I'm allowed to see that either. I think that's really interesting. But I'm getting ahead of myself. Um. But yeah, what I was saying. Poland thinks you're their weak little ally to the to the south, and now you just took over Germany for crying out loud, right? So they're going to be a little bit timid of you. It's fine. I would probably just improve relations if I were you. They might not do it because they might not want to get along with you because you're communist and you're trying to improve relations with the Soviets. But at the end of the day, you're just trying to improve relations. It's an honest effort. Not much harm will come from it. It's the point where you're trying to ask for military access or get into, like, the Midjimorsha or whatever it is. I, don't, I can never pronounce it. Into the uh, Midjimorsha or whatever faction it is that Poland runs. It's at that point that you're probably screwed. They, they probably won't let you into the faction at that point. If Czechoslovakia is still, Czechoslovakia is still small and I think they're democratic, right? Or not alone. Uh, they're democratic. They'll probably let you in. But if you're communist and you're a big... Big, big boy nation. They're not going to let you just because, yeah. Um, but there's a point where they might stop. They might start rejecting you too many times. I would just recommend war, quite frankly. 
Because the Soviets are obviously going to go to war with Poland at some point, because you took out Germany. Um, and more likely than not, they're going to force you to join the war or risk being kicked out of the faction. So when it comes down to that choice, I would definitely choose going to war. Uh, but you're probably going to be at war with the Allies too, so keep that in mind. So I guess Czechoslovakia is the ultimate um, flip right here, right? The ultimate flip side, yeah, just betraying their allies. Italy, the Italy of Central Europe, yeah. Um. Honestly, I've talked about this a lot before. The best strategy for taking over Poland is just a normal blitzkrieg, quite frankly. That's my answer for a lot of these Central European countries. Just, just a normal blitzkrieg. It's really not that difficult, honestly. Taking over Poland is easy. It's mostly... Speaking from a historical perspective here, it's mostly flat. It's the most indefensible territory on Earth. If you're any tribe that was unfortunate enough... If you're any small farming tribe that was unfortunate enough to live here during like the medieval era or something, you were toast. You were going to get wiped out immediately by any invading army. Because there's no cover. There's nowhere to hide except like a couple trees. So you're going to get annihilated. It, it was historically a weak spot. That's why no... Well, aside from the Polish-Lithuanian Commonwealth, there wasn't anywhere for, for natural defenses. Uh... Unlike Britain, which had its island, and not to mention early industrialization, it had lots of advantages over its colonies. Poland had no advantages. They had, like, prestige in the international community. That's about it. That's about the only thing they have that Britain didn't have. The Polish, Lithuanian, Commonwealth had prestige. But by the time the British Empire was starting to get going, Poland was dead. It had been split up by the Prussians and the Russians for years. So, the reason Poland never had, like, a big colonial empire is because they couldn't spread out like that. They were basically locked into the, the, Gulf of, the Gulf of Bothnia and the Baltic Sea because of their indefensible territory. It was impossible for them to spread out because of... First of all, the whole Roman Empire to the west, and if they were invaded, they were toast. So, it's pretty simple, quite frankly. But, I'm going on a second tangent here, because I, I want to fill up some time. I want to go on a second tangent, because the British Empire is, honestly, I'm starting to get into Avatar The Last Airbender, right? And the British Empire share some striking resemblance to the Fire Nation in the form of, first, they're on an island. They have a strong leader, strong central leader, and they industrialized rather early on. So I think they had quite the advantage over more minor nations. You wouldn't think that this tiny island would reach so much further across the world than, like, a big guy like Russia, right? Just goes to show you yeah, money, power, and resources isn't everything. Um, but back to Czechoslovakia. Honestly, taking over Poland isn't that hard. Just straight blitzkrieg across it. Most basic Koi 4 players know this. 
Definitely gonna want to invest a, he, really heavy, heavily into tanks, though. That's gonna be most of your production and most of your deploy, deployments. Your new recruits and deployments are gonna be mostly tanks. I love tank divisions, honestly. I can't get enough of them. But, uh. Yeah, they do require a lot of, um. Crewers. A lot of manpower. So you're gonna wanna go to service by requirement. Assuming you've already gone to extensive conscription. But you're probably not gonna be able to maintain tank divisions with extensive conscription. So I would go to service by requirement. Uh. Most likely you two will partition. The Soviets and the Czechs will partition Poland, just like Germany does. And the war with the Allies is going to go basically the same as this in every episode. I, I am sick of this at this point. I am sick of war with the Allies. Naval invading Britain is a pain. Um, you, you know the drill, right? Um, if you've been listening to my show for a while, or you play Hoi 4 at all, you know the drill. You... You're trying to go through France as fast as possible. Maybe go around Belgium. Because, you know, imagine no line, all that crap. Take out Paris, they surrender, split up France, and then start preparing a naval invasion out of, like, Dunkirk or something. Not, not that hard, quite frankly. But I did recently learn about the paratrooping strategy with, um... Across the English Channel. Actually, this is from Torior as well. He, I get a lot of cool strategies from his videos. Go check him on YouTube, Torior, T-A-U-R-E-O-R, Torior, he's Polish. Uh, oh yeah, paratrooper strategy, um, air supremacy across the English Channel is significantly easier to get than naval supremacy, guys, I bet, I think. The um, the Royal Air Force isn't as nearly well equipped with bombers and such as the Luftwaffe is. So paratroopers, uh, in my mind anyway, are a lot more efficient than than um a naval invasion. Although if you want to do a naval invasion, you should do as few divisions as possible. I've never mentioned this before, but. You, you want to enable it with one division because it'll it only takes a week to prepare. But then you can you can uh, establish a supply line across the English Channel and you can flood as many more troops over there as you want. So you don't need to bring as many divisions at a time to wherever you're trying to enable to naval invade. Just need to bring one. That's all it takes. They use war plans and they'll automatically go over there. It doesn't even matter. Uh, I, I think that's really cool. Honestly, it's really helpful. But let's say you want to do paradrops, we'll do something different. Just quite simple. Click um, on division with paratroopers in it. Click paradrop. Select the source. Select the destination. Boom. Uh, like I said, air supremacy across the English Channel is a lot easier to get, so you'll have a much easier time. But first, you do have to research the paratroopers. <laughs> you do have to research paratroopers, because you do not come with paratroopers. Um, they do require quite a bit of manpower as well, so stay on service by requirement if, if possible. But like I said to do with France, um, just split them up, make the Viking, 
the Vichy is it Vichy or Vichy? I don't know. I see Vichy. Uh, make the Vichy France. Make or make the nation Francais, whatever it is. Um. Yeah, France is easy. You don't have to worry about France. What you do have to worry about though is the United States joining in, because once you get toward the 1940s, that becomes a real risk. So you're not going to want to be at war with Britain for too long. You want them to be able to call in the rest of the Allies first. Why is this? So you can take or at least puppet most of their territory. You might be able to take Newfoundland and Labrador. If you can, puppet Canada, because that's going to be your main doorway to the United States. But if you can't, it's, it's perfectly fine. You'll probably still have Newfoundland and Labrador. It's a much closer naval base to the United States. It'll make a naval nation a lot easier. But getting naval supremacy in the United States waters is still really tough. I covered this in the first episode. I covered this in the Japan episode. But you're never going to get naval supremacy off the American West Coast just because it, they have a really good navy. It's like one of their strongest assets in Hoi 4. So, I think a naval, I think a land invasion in the United States would probably work best for you. I would definitely start off in the Great Plains with like a bunch of tanks, just because it's flatter, uh, it's better for tanks and whatnot. But let's explore your options. Um, option one. You take Canada and you can just invade America directly from there. Fine. Um, you puppet Canada. You have a buffer state between you and the Americans that you can call into the war it need be. That's fine too. I think puppeting is a superior option just because it gives you that extra layer of protection. You know what I'm saying? Well, having that American colony is extremely important, mostly because you're never going to be able to form supply lines across the Atlantic. So your best bet is to probably take Newfoundland or Labrador so you at least have some kind of deep water port or naval base. Um, or alternatively... At some point, Paraguay in South America might take over, the might um, turn communist, and might turn the Comintern. So, there could be a couple South American wars going on. Um, that might be a doorway in. It might be like a little crack you can chisel open to make it sprout further, right? Um... But let's move back to Europe for a second, because America is straightforward, but Europe is slightly more difficult. Because, hmm, let's say you already annexed Hungary. You're going to want, I, I also covered this in the last episode, I think, where you're going to want to take out Romania with the Soviets. Because that's a doorway to the Black Sea, it's a doorway to taking out Turkey in the Middle East, but it's also a doorway to taking out the rest of the Balkans, which is a big target. Because the Soviets want to form, like, uh, spread the common turn, want to 
start the Eastern Bloc and the Warsaw Pact and all that. So they're looking toward Eastern Europe. That's my speaker, sorry. So they're looking toward Eastern Europe. Most likely going to start a coup. Well, actually, I've never seen this. Did they start a coup in Yugoslavia? I don't know. They might. Depends on what mods are using. I've never seen it personally, but I know Yugoslavia was communist in real life, so. Um, they're going to start looking toward the Balkans. So, your big priority is to secure the Balkans before Russia, before the Soviets take it. But since they're communists, they'll probably be fine with it, because you're spreading the communist message, right? Um. Crap. At this point, you're going to be left with, like, Austria, which is right in the middle of Europe. But depending on whether Germany did the Anschluss or not, they might be... They, they might, you might have already taken them anyway, so it doesn't matter. Um, Czechoslovakia is a really interesting country, especially in, in real history. Uh, in Hoi 4, it's... Eh, they have a generic focus tree. But I think in real life, they're a lot more interesting. Mostly because they were pretty important in World War II. First, they were like a big target for the Germans, right? Then they became communist. And then and it's fun imagining what would have happened. And maybe this is was possible to some extent, you know? But Hoi 4 gives us those opportunities. But... If you want to really defeat the Allies, well, let's get into something else. If you want to really defeat the Allies, you want to secure Scandinavia. Now, Soviet Union might already have done the Winter War, so if they did, you're not going to get Finland. But you can't take out Denmark, Norway, and Sweden. Well, Germany might already take it out Denmark for you. But Norway and Sweden is your best bet. They both have a, are very. They're both very resource rich. So that's gonna be our next front. Denmark has a straight connection to Sweden, so it, that'll be pretty easy in my book. But this was a shorter episode this week, guys. I just wanted to get this. I I, I just wanted to get this covered. But this was a slightly shorter episode this week. I was really busy all day, so. Expect an, expect, a, expect an average length episode next week. I'll see you all next week. I'm Chipper Karius. I'm out.